Welcome to Not Your Pastor's Pulpit, the place where ordinary people proclaim an extraordinary Jesus. Jason, I'm super excited for this one. You know why? Why? Because we're going to have on Steve Austin to share his story about how he met Jesus. That's right. Author, speaker, and life coach and podcaster. He's got his own podcast, Ask Steve Austin, and he's on the CXMH podcast. Great podcasts, and please go subscribe to them, go leave them a review. But one of the things I... I, This is going to sound stupid, Jason. But every time I listen to this sermon, every time I hear Stephen's voice... I just want to sit on my back porch and drink sweet tea. There's something about his voice. He's got that southern Alabama. Yeah, dude. It's just so nice. It, it <laughs> I'm not is. Gonna lie. It puts me right at home. It's like, I'm in, man. Whatever. It, whatever he, you want to say, how much money you want. He shares, <laughs> he shares an awesome story about seeing the Jesus through the person of his grandfather. So without further ado, guys, here's Steve Austin. This is not your pastor's podcast. Good thing, because I'm not a pastor. I used to be, but me and the church have, well, we've got a strained relationship these days. What about you? If you're anything like me, if you're a church rat who might as well have been born in the baptism, I bet you've struggled with church from time to time too. The fact that you're listening to a podcast like this tells me that. But here's the thing, even though my experience with the church has sucked in various seasons, Jesus has continued to show up for me in dark, desperate, and difficult times. When I was 12, I fell off my bike, and I hurt my arm really bad. And we didn't have a lot of money, and even though my dad was a paramedic, he was old school. He was from a different generation, so dad was the guy who thought... You shouldn't go to the hospital every time you took a tumble. He wouldn't come get you from school unless you were bleeding or vomiting. So when I fell off my bike and broke my arm, Dad just wanted to give it time. He wanted to watch it for a while. It's probably just a bad fall. You know, take a couple of Tylenol. Dad wasn't being a jerk. He was just so calm under pressure that it would make you wonder if he was in a freaking coma. And now that I'm a dad, the whole thing makes sense. But the day I fell off my bike, I was pissed. It took 24 hours to convince him to take me to get an x-ray. And when the doctor pointed at that flimsy film and confirmed that my arm was broken, I glared across the room at my old man. My dad was in the driveway that day when the pea gravel fooled my bike's tire. He knew I was hurt even if he didn't know to what extent. I was crying. I was holding my arm. But he did what he thought was right. It didn't make it easier. It didn't soften the blow. My arm was still broken. But what if I had taken a baseball bat to his truck because I was pissed that he didn't respond quick enough to my injury? Or what if my mom had smacked him in the face when we returned home from the ER? Those responses sound extreme, But that was my response to the church for more than a decade. A baseball bat and a slap in the face. I'd been wronged by religion more than once. And in my brokenness, in my pain, in my hurt, 
I was outraged. I had open sores left by my own spiritual abuse. But instead of allowing Jesus to heal me, for the longest time I smeared my pain on the church's steeple and I dared anyone to question me. A few years ago, my wife and I supported a family trying to start a new church. There were several couples that met in our home and we were determined to be different, right? Only we were worse than the places we left. For the first several weeks, we belly ached and confessed all the ways that we'd been hurt by former churches and church people. And before you knew it, we left that angry little group. Because it's hard to find healing when all you do is pick at your scabs. The truth is, there are a lot of people who have been hurt by the church, either by action or inaction. People pursuing God, looking for refuge, dying for a drink of cold water have been ignored. They've been harmed. They've been pushed away by the church for a million different reasons, and that sucks. I've experienced it as a result of my own mental illness. I've lived through trying to reconcile with the church after a suicide attempt that nearly ended it all for me. My heart breaks when I see the ways that some churches treat their own members. And I'm not talking about outsiders. I'm talking about insiders. People who have committed their lives to walking with Christ for eternity. And they're doing their very best to embrace this local community of faith and follow in the footsteps of Jesus. But at every turn, they're berated, belittled, and they remain broken because this system enslaves God's children. I wonder what happened to proclaiming freedom for the captives, hope for the downtrodden, joy for those who have come to know Jesus. But then I take a step back, and over the last few years, I've decided I want to be a person who tells the truth I want to acknowledge my pain, and then I want to have the courage to find healing and move on. Because the truth is, Jesus was done wrong by the church too. Jesus was pushed aside. He was ignored. He was debated with instead of just being accepted. And eventually, He was killed. Jesus knows exactly what it's like to feel like you don't fit in. Jesus met me a few years back, and He was dressed like my granddaddy. He was reading from the King James Bible. And if that doesn't prove that God has a sense of humor, I don't know what does. But my granddad sat down. He was like Jesus with skin on. He had a three-day beard and stains on his plaid button down. And he told me that I wasn't a heretic just because I was more amazed by grace than scared of a fiery hell. That day, I was ready to walk away from ministry school and probably ready to walk away from the faith. But Jesus met me in the person of my granddad and would not let me give up. Jesus met me in the pages of the shack and the ragamuffin gospel at my lowest point. I had served the rules, the red tape of religion, the regulations for so many years, and Jesus met me outside my religious bubble, outside the box. I didn't plan to find Jesus like that. But I have. And His grace, y'all, His grace is so sufficient. His friendship knows no bounds. His love doesn't have the strings that I thought it did. He loves me. Abused, addicted, anxious, perfectionist, 
but God, Jesus, Abba, whatever you want to call Him, He loves me. He's wild about me. And whether you get it or not, whether you agree or not, whether you even like it or not, Jesus is crazy about you too. I couldn't have planned it this way, but it's true. And I'm becoming more concerned with being inwardly honest than being outwardly polished. Because Jesus couldn't care less about my spotless exterior. In the last five years, Jesus has met me in a hospital bed, longing to die. And He's also met me in the pew of the local church. I was ashamed of who I was. But Jesus has shown me that grace is needed as much in the pulpit as it is in the pew. So I don't want to spend the rest of my life blaming the church for not doing more. I want to be defined by more than the kid who once fell off his bike and was broken in the side yard. I want to be defined by the grace and the love and the compassion and the tenderness and the kindness and the goodness of Jesus. like to share a sermon or story about Jesus on Not Your Pastor's Pulpit, you can do so by following three simple guidelines. Keep it short, keep it Jesus, and love others. If you would like to learn more about our submission process, please go to notyourpastorspodcast.com backslash pulpit or listen to episode 26. Until next week, go in peace, my friends. Peace.